How many times have you wished your kid came with a manual? When we are unsure as parents, there are so many conflicting opinions that it's overwhelming to know which way is best. Even when we're intentional, situations change, which require us to be flexible and remodel our styles to meet the needs of our families. I created this podcast to share principles and strategies that I have used in counseling and education to help parents prioritize authenticity, connection, and purpose with their kids. Welcome to Remodel Parenting. Welcome back, everyone. Glad you're here. I'm excited to be doing a two-part episode series on the concept that the process is progress. What I mean when I say that is that when we're looking at the outcomes and progress of being parents and looking at our children to see that happening, oftentimes we get caught up in labeling outcomes as things that indicate to us that what we're doing is working. And unfortunately, as parents, a lot of times it just doesn't Um, It doesn't set well because it doesn't always gauge the right way. We may not always see the progress that we want. can really cause some frustration and difficulty. And so I want to offer everyone who's listening a framework to consider the process of parenting through difficult things and growth areas as the progress that we need to see and how to reframe and re-understand progress from that lens so that it we're not just relegated to measuring our success by the behaviors and outcomes of our kids moment to moment. We all know that they are um, can can be pretty off the wall sometimes, and they throw us curveballs in terms of their development. What I I talk on this podcast a lot about things that I have learned or am learning as a parent um, as we have been going through this process. One thing that I have learned that was a little bit new to me. I say it was new. You. I understood it, but when you see it in front of you, it's kind of like it hits you again. I have many of those moments as a parent where I say, okay, I knew that this was a thing, but this is not what I thought that was going to be like. Um, One of those is how skill and behaviors and things that we teach our kids have to be learned not just once, but with every single developmental stage that they hit. Have you ever had this happen or heard another parent say, You would think I've never taught them manners before. It's like they went to bed one night and woke up and they had forgotten all of it. And I'm having to teach them all over again. If you have kids and you've been through multiple development stages, you know that this is true and it's part of the process. Well, the whole developmental process is the same thing for us as adults as with kids. As they are growing through developmental processes, we have to look at our parenting strategies and how we're walking with them and working with them as they grow to make sure that they're growing through these stages and and settling in on things that um, that they're learning so that they can use them at every stage that they're in. I'm a researcher and I love good research. I love to do research. And what I've learned um, and what I teach about good research is that when you're going to approach something to gather information and to decide outcomes on things, you really have to be intentional about what you're measuring. You have to know what you want to what you're looking for. You have to have a really, really good planned process for how you're going to collect the information or how you're going to go about gathering the information. And then what you find on the other side, you really can't fully predict. But the whole point of good research is that you do the process right so that the outcomes are accurate and fully taken care of so that you can trust that they are authentic and that they are real. And I liken that a lot to uh, reframing our mindset on outcomes for kids. 
we don't control our kids, no matter how much we would like to and no matter how much we try, we really do not control them. And ultimately, they're whole people in and of themselves, and they are going to hit phases and stages of life where they choose things, oftentimes that we wouldn't choose for them or that we would hope that they wouldn't. But in that, we have to know that we have built and designed a process that we can engage with them in a way that whatever is happening in terms of outcomes and however they choose to live, be, and grow as they get older and have to live in their own consequences, that we've built the process that we walk beside them and help guide them through those, again, as they enter each of those developmental stages, even as they get into teen years and young adult years. Kid outcomes are terrible measurements. Um if we're if we're gauging our um, our effectiveness as a parent on how often our kids uh, don't get in trouble or how often they learn something the first time we teach it to them, it's one of the worst things that we can do because we'll just feel like a failure a lot of the times. Kids are growing and developing, and part of their job is to make mistakes and to learn from them. And it's our job as a parent to create the space where we offer opportunities to try and fail in a safe place and help them learn from those uh, those experiences. Um, but if we try to create spaces where we where our goal is no more mistakes are made, then maybe we can get there within a developmental phase. But as the kids change into a new developmental phase, if they feel like there's no more space to continue to grow and to continue to work out what's going on with them, then it can really stunt growth and development altogether. Kids can shut down, they can withdraw from parents and and not really talk about what's going on. And it can seem like things are going well when it really isn't. And that, that catches up to us as well. Um, and this, this happens when we link our kids' choices and outcomes to our experience and worth and value and success as a parent. Um, there's some truth to this. So don't, don't think that I'm saying that what we do with our kids doesn't matter. But when we mostly or fully understand our success as a parent tied directly to what our kids choose and what they are are doing, it creates a stress and tension in us because they're going to continue to make mistakes and mess up. And we have to have a different measuring stick to make sure that we are, we are secure and stable in a place where they can make mistakes and we can help guide them through that. Without intentionality in shifting our mindsets to the process of parenting, we tend to lean towards placing a lot of the responsibility for our feels as a parent on our kids. So we, we basically put them in charge of making sure that we feel like we are successful parents. If I'm relying on my kids to, you know, not make mistakes at school or not fail on some school assignments maybe sometimes or not have a really strong personality and attitude that pushes back at times, whatever their brand is, if I need them to have that under control to give me the indication that I'm doing okay as a parent, then really the roles are flipped and reversed and they end up in, kind of in charge. They end up in charge of the emotional feel of the house. They in charge it become in charge of the um, the tone and the experience of the home. And that happens a lot of times because of fear, right? Because if our kid, you know, if we, if we find out our kid is, um, you know, has a knack for maybe manipulation and sneakiness, and we, we find that they've been, you know, taking things from around the house and hiding them in their room, or they've taken maybe even things from school or from other friends' houses, and we discover this, our minds can go, a thousand miles in the direction of being concerned about what this looks like if 
if and as and when sometimes these terrible traits continue to grow and then they're 25 years old and they're a thief and they you know might go to jail and we and we kind of catastrophize what's happening um you know a, a little side note here we do we tend to do that in a lot of areas of life something happens and we kind of play out the story in our head of a worst case scenario but when we're doing that with our kids and that becomes the driving force of i have to make sure that my kid doesn't become that and i need to see that they're not going to become that and that we're getting this in order so that i can feel like i'm doing a good job as a parent it really puts them in charge of stabilizing that part of our parenting and that's a big weight for a kid to carry. And usually you get one of two things with, with that. When kids feel like they're carrying the weight of our parenting expectations, one of two things tends to happen. It gets a very black and white and it, and it kind of splits. And so you have one, one brand and, and category of kid who really tends to lean in and become more of the perfectionist. And they think, I got to do everything right so that everything is right so that mom and mom and or dad are are good and fine and 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 stabilizing that so they absorb that and take it on and perfectionist tendencies while they're not by themselves a symptom of mental health issues um, we tend to call perfectionism a transdiagnostic um, symptom which means it in and of itself having high standards and expectations and even pushing yourself into perfectionistic areas isn't pathological in and of itself but it tends to be present with some other things that are when those things are present and so that can be a real stressor internally for kids the other side is kind of the whatever i can't be good anyway so why even try and you get that other pendulum swing the other extreme of if i can't get it all right and i'm not going to make you happy and i'm not going to i'm just going to continue disappointing you then why would i even keep trying to do that it's got to be a balance between those but that's difficult for parents because it's hard for us to keep it balanced when it seems like we're not seeing any movement, right? If our kid is struggling with something and continues to struggle with it, and that's all the way down from, let's say it's, you know, whining when they're toddlers and it's like you can't get on the front of it. You can't seem to uh, see any shifts or changes. Nothing's working right now or, you know, none of the consequences are working. Or you get up into, you know, teen years and maybe it's emotionally withdrawing and not sharing what's going on and holding things in. But it's pattern and it's like no matter what you're doing, you're not really seeing the movement on it that you want to see in that moment. When those are happening, our anxiety tends to tends to build and we start to get stressed out that we're messing up. And the thing is, that comes from the right place. It comes from a place of really wanting to do well by our kids and wanting to engage with them and create the scenario in our homes where they're safe and connected and want to want to be with us. But when that anxiety builds because we want so bad for them for things to be right and not painful or difficult, then our world and our experience becomes the main focus in that scenario because we're struggling with the anxiety that what if I can't help? What if I can't get this done? And then again, like I said, it shifts to being from being about the kid to being about us, turns that hierarchy upside down and the kid's suddenly responsible for making sure that we're balanced rather than the other way around. So we have to move from a model in our minds that the... Um, that the, the outcomes that we're looking for is our understanding of progress. That if we see the outcomes that we're looking for, then we're making progress. And if we don't, then we're not. 
Um, but fixing issues in our kids is not our main modality, especially as our kids get older. The older our kids get, our role as parents doesn't go away. And we have to be working all the way through their childhoods in a model that allows us to connect with them as part of their process as they're growing. That looks different in toddlerhood than it does for older kids. But as that process grows and we begin to get very familiar with being in their process and part of their process and walking with them, it changes our our feelings of engagement with them. We can say, look, this the process is working because I know this is the way that I need to be engaging. Sometimes I know that hard boundaries are important here and they've got to keep hitting this wall until they get it. And I've got to just contain the space until they've had enough of the consequences and they take responsibility for their behaviors or their decisions. And being able to say that that process is the outcome that we're looking for. It's that we're creating the space that's a healthy space for them to come back to and to be in as they grow. That happens as a result of intentional and connected parenting because we're engaged in what's going on with them. Now, as a result, oftentimes we do see the outcomes that we're wanting. We see the progress and we see our kids shift and change, but there's no guarantee in what time frames that that's going on in. And even if you're a phenomenal parent and you're knocking it out of the park, You may have one kid who makes you feel like you're a rock star and another one who, if they were your only one, would make you feel like you are a complete and utter failure because so much is is gauged and guided by the personalities of our kids who are already whole entire people in and of themselves. So moving from kid outcome as progress to focusing on how we're doing in the process of guiding our kids, that tends to change those outcomes altogether too, because some of the pressure is lifted from the kids to get the outcomes faster because we change our measuring stick. We change the thing that we're measuring so that we can feel the positive engagement. We can check the box that we're doing the right thing and we're not relying on them to tell us that with their behaviors and we remain that safe space for them. So we look at our engagement as a process in their growth and as as the indication of good outcomes and find those wins within the system. So when I am working with my kid for the fourth or fifth time on the same issue and we're having the same conversation, I may I may you know, code in my mind the win that they seem to be putting together and drawing conclusions differently. They apologized and took responsibility faster this time than they did last time. And that process is a huge win because ultimately if it keeps going, then they're going to get closer to that. And when we can live in those wins, it lightens the feel of the discipline and guidance as we go. We learn to flex and change as they need us to for them to grow as well. That's also part of the the process that we can code and check off as progress in ourselves. It's hard to change your parenting style. It's hard to change and go, this isn't working. So I'm going to try something different. Maybe it won't work too. And if it doesn't, I'll try something else. And I'll keep asking until we try something that does work. But to be able to lean into those flexible spaces, especially when we have multiple children with different personalities and say, you know what, we're going to do it a little bit differently, or we're going to give it a different shot and be honest with our kids about that. It really, really increases growth big time, not just for our kids, but for us. It's a hard shift, though, sometimes, and it takes addressing things in ourselves and being really mindful about what we're struggling with, just like we're mindful about what our kids are struggling with. Um, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, parent, different kids have different personality, you know, traits and characteristics, but so do we as parents. 
And we have a tendency to kind of engage the same way when we're stressed in parenting. So some people tend to, you know, check out and bail, kind of bury their head in the sand. You know what? Unless it's a huge deal, I just can't deal with this. Some of us tend to kind of do more of the control thing where we try to buckle down and, um, and, and take more control so that we're fixing everything and controlling everything, all the outcomes for our kids. None of that really works well, but we all have those quirks and spaces in ourselves too. And so we begin to get close and familiar with our struggle in the process of discipline, not just our kids' struggle that is creating the discipline process, if that makes sense. So in the next episode, I'm going to, which is just going to be the second part of this one, I'm going to dig into some specifics on how to do that. We're going to talk about some things that get in the way of seeing the process as the progress and what we can do. You guys know I like to put feet on the ground, what we can do to shift that in ourselves and begin to practice that differently in the moment. So I hope you'll tune in for that one as well. Thank you for listening to Remodel Parenting. If this has been helpful for you, share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss our weekly episodes. You can visit theremodelproject.com to sign up for our email list and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 